Hello, and welcome to the Burning Coal Theater's podcast series, Into the Fire, with Jerome Davis. Hi, this is Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theater Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Today we have two of our favorite actors in this community, uh, actors of long standing, shall we say, uh, Julie Oliver and Mark Filiacci. Welcome both. Hello, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks, Jerry. It's my pleasure. We are in the midst of a run of The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer which runs through February 4th here at the Murphy School, located at 224 Polk Street in Raleigh. The Normal Heart uh, is uh, performing Thursdays through Saturdays at 7.30, Sundays at 2 p.m., and tickets are available at burningcold.org. Or if you want to save the online charge, 919-834-4001. I wanted to talk with these two actors in particular because I feel like they, in some very real way, uh, are the, the theater community in the Triangle because of the work that they've done over the last, uh, in my experience, 20 years. Uh, they were both here when I got here, so, and th that's not true of a lot of people in this community, and so they have a broad view of uh, how the theater has changed and grown over those 20 years and, and beyond, so I'd like to start off uh, Julie if you don't mind we'll start with you just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to Raleigh and how you got involved in the um, in the theater and I'll give you twenty dollars if you won't mention the Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> while, you're, while you're doing that. Rock Chalk Jayhawk oh, it's worth it bucks, it's but... worth it um, first off, let me thank you for talking all around the fact that we're old. All of those, all of those other ways you, you came up with to Indeed. say these old people are here today. Hardly. Um, I've been involved in theater since grade school. Hansel and Gretel, I got to play Hansel. Who wouldn't want to keep doing that? No, Gretel. <laughs> yes, there's a Freudian slip. Yeah. If but also a musician, so I majored in music education at the University of Kansas. They, they have music out They there. do. They do. The instrument's made of wheat. It's lovely. <laughs> the reeds, I yeah. guess. <laughs> sort of, kind of, yeah. Um, and even after I started teaching, um, have stayed involved in theater at one level or another, came out to North Carolina um, when my husband was looking for a different job and I figured I could teach band anywhere. So we moved out here in 1987 and um, got involved with the community theater here and have been involved with burning coal for uh, 10 plus years, yeah, I think at this point. Before we got here to the Murphy School, so, mm -hmm. so that's ten, 10 years right there. Julie, um, what was your first play here? Do you remember? At Burning Coal? No, at, uh, at Raleigh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, before I was old, I played um, <laughs> Sister Mary Ignatius in Sister Mary Ignatius Explains It All for You, yeah, which I'm... is supposed to be played by a woman my age now. Yeah, yeah. That was with Raleigh Ensemble Players. The late lamented Raleigh Ensemble yes, Players. Yeah, yeah, that would have been in their very early days. Mm -hmm. uh, who directed? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh -huh. Well, um, we know that um, 
Uh, Mark was involved with uh, some productions uh, with REP over the years too, right? You've been yeah. involved. Yeah. And what do you remember? How did you get here? Were you born in this area or did you move here? No, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and uh, I moved to Durham in uh, 1985. I, I call it moved. Uh, actually, I had been living in Manhattan at the time and decided that I wanted to leave. And I came to visit my brother. Uh, July 1st, 1985, wow. uh, and mostly have been here since then. <laughs> you guys got here about the same time then, roughly yeah. in the middle of the decade, and right around the time that this play is set as well. Mark, do you remember the first thing you did uh, theatrically here? Um, I think my return in this area, it was The Foreigner, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the Durham Melodrama Theater, I think it was called. I'm not exactly sure. It was right in downtown Durham right. uh, when there were just pretty much storefronts there. Right. Uh, and that was in 1991. Because uh -huh. uh, when I first moved down here, I was, uh, it was ostensibly my first retirement from theater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. I didn't do Boy, anything. That didn't work out very well, did it? <laughs> for uh, four or five years um, yeah. and uh, so then when I get back started started again uh, that was uh, I think that was the first one. Did you uh, study uh, theater in college? I did actually uh, I'm a graduate of Gettysburg College in Gettysburg Pennsylvania um, and uh, uh, I think Kansas has them on their schedule this year don't they? <laughs> oh. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> that was a little dig at the Jayhawks, Julius. <laughs> I know exactly what it was. <laughs> but uh, I was they the they did not actually have an official theater major when I was there. Uh, they had something called uh, English literature with emphasis in theater. Uh, so I I worked my way basically through all the uh, uh, classes mm -hmm. uh, in in. Uh, in the theater department then. And uh, that was actually over a six year period because I, I went for my first two years uh, and went at the end of my sophomore year, uh, I left to go to New York uh, to actually to study up there. Mm -hmm. uh, and didn't do very much when I was there other than pay my bills. Right. Uh, and then came back uh, after living there for two years uh, which would have been like right at the beginning of the 79 to 81 is the fir my first stay there. So it was Just right at, at the, the beginning of, the, of this play. Yeah, the yeah. epidemic was starting to show itself. Uh, yeah. And uh, did you uh, go back to college when you left? Uh, or Yeah, I went back uh, to college in 81 and then graduated in 83 and then went back to New York again for mm -hmm. probably the, the middle of it, or I guess the the, the the more beginning of it, I guess, because there was, yeah. was a lot more awareness, of course, in 83, 84, yeah. 85, yeah. Uh, which were the years that I was there after that. So. And Ju Julie, did you do theater? You were a, obviously, a, you said a music major. Were you doing theater as well? Were you uh, involved in that at all, either in high school or in college? Or? In high school, yes. In college, music took all of my time. Right. Um, but then right after college, I got back into a little community theater in Great Bend, Kansas. Uh -huh. And what what uh, what drew you to that? Uh, is is it the same thing that draws you to music? Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. I've never, you know, I, I don't really have an articulate answer for that. Uh -huh. I just am drawn to it. Right. There isn't a what. 
Well, is the you know it's I've always been struck by the way that music is sort of mathematical. You know, there's a math, very an arithmetic quality, a mathematical quality. Yeah, that I don't necessarily think is in in the theater. So I was just wondering if there was something different about your feelings for those those two. I suppose it's all about creative expression and finding ways to express myself beyond speaking or writing. Right. What uh, what kinds of music uh, were you interested in early in your life? What was the first piece of music that you heard that caused your head to explode and think, I've got to be involved in this somehow? Oh, I grew up with it. My dad was also a band director, uh-huh. so I couldn't name the first piece that made yeah. my head explode because it was, <laughs> yeah. my head exploded constantly. Um, but be, because I grew up with a band director, I was interested in classical music and jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I came home with an Osmond Brothers record, my dad almost <laughs> kicked me out of the house yeah. and would only let me play it if he was not in listening range. Um, I'm thinking of doing that right now. I yeah. think. It's like my Bobby Sherman album, right? Yeah, right. Bobby Sherman, Julie, 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 do you love me? Um, a few years ago, well, a lot of years ago, when we had cassette tapes in the car, I had a huge box of cassette tapes in my car. Somebody broke in my car, rifled through them, threw them everywhere, didn't take one. I was furious. That's good music. That's really insulting. It was. It was a lot of jazz and a lot of classical music, and they left every bit of it. I thought you were going to tell the melting tape story. Uh, I had uh, a similar, like a big box of cassettes that just melted like blue in the back window of a car one time. Uh, Mark, uh, I'm, I'm curious to know if you remember, this is putting you really on the spot, if you remember the first time you saw Julie on stage. Oh, my goodness. I know, exactly. You do? It was Devil's yeah. Dream. We were in it together. Oh, okay. okay. I, I never. I always think that I've known you longer than that nope. for some reason. I, it That's just, long enough. I guess because we did it like three times. <laughs> yeah. That was an R.E.P. Like, uh, show as well. Yes, originally, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You guys yeah. took that on tour, if I remember right. Is that is that correct? It went... Didn't it go out of state, or was that a different cast with it? Well, we did it at the Barter Theater in, in uh, we did a, what, residency, I guess you'd call mm-hmm. it. It wasn't really a tour, yeah. but... Okay. Uh, well, yeah. uh, six weeks? Uh, six weeks we did there, and uh, we actually did another production in Chapel Hill as well. Uh-huh. Uh, at the, what is that, the Swain? Swain Hall. Swain Hall, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Yeah. Same, more or less the same cast, yeah. Yeah, I think every, I think every time it was the same. The musicians changed a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, but uh, the cast was exactly the same. So, do you sing? Yeah, so yeah. He's sure. a good singer. I, I well, I've 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 been a good singer. <laughs> Some of my lifestyle choices probably have taken <laughs> their toll on my voice, but uh, okay. given the given you know time to work on it, yeah. I can still uh, come up. Uh, and I actually was in choirs when I was in college. Uh, we did tours uh, around the country. Our, our college choir was actually, uh, I believe they were in like the top 10 in the country mm-hmm. by whatever measure that is. But yeah, so yeah, MENC, I think it was the, the measuring stick. But That's so, great. yeah. That's true. And you yeah. were part of that as well. Yeah. And do you remember early uh, influences uh, that led you toward theater? Well, um, I guess I would have to say it was probably a family thing because uh, two of my older brothers uh, were actors. Um, And so uh, 
watching them uh, perform even at a very early age, uh, uh, I, I don't. I just was drawn to it and pulled in or sucked into it, however yeah. you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, neither of them are doing that now. And I, I, I consider them uh, some of the best folks I've ever seen on stage. And, yeah. and it's unfortunate that they. Uh, that they're not doing that, but I, you know, I'm, obviously they have other things, other choices. But. It's, it's not an easy uh, field to, to pursue. Yeah, uh, that's certainly the truth, and and uh, especially in a place like North Carolina, where it feels like a professional theater maybe in that 20-year period has taken a step backward with the loss of the Shakespeare Festival a couple of years ago, um, REP. Um, the uh, big theater in Charlotte, Charlotte Repertory, closed about 15 years ago and really has not been uh, replaced, uh, as far as I know, at this point. And then we lost one of the ones up in the mountains, the Blowing Rock or Flat Rock, which is one of the rocks. Uh, oh, really? Now as oh, a, I didn't realize As a performance that. space. I oh, mean, as okay. a space, they still exist, but as a, a professional company, they, they no longer do. Um, talk to me about how the theater community has changed uh, since you got here. I, it seems to me that there have been big changes in both in positive and negative ways. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's I have, uh, They've all gotten so young. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> I, that was actually going to be my first response, and I thought, well, that, that's, that's a given, I guess. Um, there are a lot of new companies springing up. It, it seems, seems like there are a lot of new companies in, uh, to be honest with you, for for so many years, uh, the, uh, I I would just kind of get, uh, I guess you might call it networking or whatever. Get calls from people, or mm -hmm. or people would contact me, or I would contact them, and and everybody. There seemed to be kind of uh, uh, many spheres uh, touching each other, uh, and and that was how I got most of my work. Uh, but there are sh there are companies and and uh, shows and performers uh, that I either see or read about now, and I I don't know anything about them. Who the hell are these people? <laughs> what mean, are they doing I in mean. my backyard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Uh, you were in our uh, very first season. Yep. You, you were in uh, Pentecost. Uh, which we did in an unair conditioned high school gymnasium. Yeah. Did, did you uh, see that production, Julie? Uh, I didn't. In June, uh, in uh, 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 1998, I think it was, or 97, maybe? Uh, 98. Um, uh, a, a place called, then called the Achievement School up in North Raleigh, and it was a gym, and we built, built a theater, built a thrust theater. And, it, and there was no air conditioning in the space, and uh, and the matinees had got to like 120 <laughs> degrees on stage. Uh. But we sold that sucker out, uh, and uh, had um, I think we had two people walk out during the entire run of the show. And when they passed me on the way out, the, this elderly couple said, "Those chairs are just not comfortable <laughs> enough." And, <laughs> okay, okay, we're good. Um, but um, do you remember the final performance of that show? Do you remember what happened? That I remember that? one performance. I'm not sure if it was the last one, but I know that there was a performance. And when you say there were two people, I would imagine there was at least a third, because I remember one person who uh, 
vomited during the performance. <laughs> and uh, well, he stayed around. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. <laughs> he had a nice long talk with David Henderson in oh, the bathroom <laughs> at intermission. Yeah, a very apologetic. Uh, yeah. But yeah. the, I mean, the worst part of it, of course, was that it just it, there was nowhere for the the, the sensory <laughs> assault to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just there for, yeah. and that was not a short show either. That was like three hours, close actually. to three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> Julie, I, I had uh, I was a little get, getting a little uh, uh, full of myself, and I gave a very dramatic curtain speech that that day. It was a matinee. <laughs> it was the final performance, and I said something very grandiose about the achievement and. And I walked out, uh, you had to walk through the audience and these two big doors, church doors swung open. I walked out, I closed them. And the first line is, uh, Kate uh, Finlayson says, uh, I think it was her that says, so this is it. No, it was Randy who said that, the, the male actor who's with Kate. Uh, so this is it. And then I heard, and, and this kid, this high school kid stood up. Of course, he was in the top row, not, not the front row, stood up. And I'm not kidding, projectile vomited over a good third of the audience. And those doors swung open. It was like a scene from Exodus. And these people came flooding out, running, running past me to, as if I weren't there to, toward the bathrooms. And, oh. um, and I thought, good God. And the house manager came running up to me and said, do we, uh, do we stop? Do we stop? And I said, no, we'll never get started back again. So the house manager, who has still lets me know about this to this day, was crawling around on her hands and knees during the performance with 409, trying oh, to clean up the stuff. And my then, gosh. But they all went back in, every one of them. And I'll finish the story, I swear, in a moment. Uh, the, at intermission, there was a 65 or 70-year-old man, big tall guy, standing in the men's room, bathroom, shirtless, uh, washing his shirt oh. in the sink. Oh, God. And then he puts it back on and Wet. says, looking forward to the second oh, half. <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> So, so that's what you missed, Julie, by not uh, not getting in on the ground floor. Yeah, at, no uh, kidding. But Burning you know, that, with Kate Finlayson in the cast, oh, who was also in Devil's Dream, yes. yeah, yeah, with us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we time. miss her. Yeah. Yeah. She's listening. Get get your ass back on stage. <laughs> yeah. Kate. Another Maybe. funny story with that too that I always remember from that time was that. Uh, I was playing, I, I don't know, I'm sure this wasn't the character's name. I think his actual name was maybe, was Corolli or something? Corolli, like, yeah. That's but right. I always called him the naked priest because yeah. there was a scene where I was supposed to uh -huh. enter as a hostage naked. And, you know, I had a little something on to secure. But yeah. uh, the entryway, there were there were uh, stadium seats on, on either side. But yeah, this, this house was so uh, full that they put uh, chairs right in the entryway. <laughs> Uh, seated there and this very good friend of mine who I won't embarrass by identifying her uh, but she was sitting in this chair where my entrance was and basically so her <laughs> when I my first entrance yes <laughs> and her head was exactly level with my waist which uh, to this day is still probably one of the most embarrassing moments <laughs> on stage for me and probably for her as well oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, it was a well-lit show, as yeah, I recall. Right. Uh, very very well-lit show. Uh, and uh, what was your first show with us, Julie? Do you remember the first time we had you in, in the theater? Love Song of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Directed, directed by Emily Rayna. Yeah. I had been auditioning for Burning Coal every season yeah. for five years. Years, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Five years. And just waiting. I know, just waiting. I was stubborn. And um, I got that part, and then the rest is history. And that was my first, of course, my first show with Emily Rainey, 
who I adore. And I've gone on record as saying, if Emily ever calls me and says, Julie, I'm doing a show, I need you to play the carpet. No. My response is, okay, do you want Berber or Shag? She's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's the director of The Normal Heart, which is the, the just to plug the show one more time. Uh, yeah, five years. Wow, that's stick-to-itiveness. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, and you were shortlisted for The Naked Priest, but we... <laughs> we Next time! Yeah. Next time. Yeah, the third incarnation mm. of Pentecost. No, no, we've done it three times already. Oh, you have done yeah. it three. I thought it was yeah. only two. <laughs> so, uh, so that's great. Um, the, uh, there's a lot of interesting things happening in the world right now po uh, politically, um, and I use uh, interesting in mm. quotes there. Um, do you feel uh, good about theater as an art form right now? Or how, do you, are, you, are you guys, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, are you, do you feel like that the art form is rising to the occasion of these interesting times that we live in? My experience and what I see locally is yes. I can't really speak beyond that. I really don't know. Mm. But locally, I see, I see people looking for ways to express their frustration and fear and um, discomfort through the arts. Mm -hmm. And that's heartening to me. Yeah. And I think that's even maybe more, more, more true than uh, what we see or at least what we... Uh, are bombarded with from from uh, New York or at least uh, the Broadway stages now which seem to be inundated with uh, TV shows put on stage or movies Movie, put on stage yeah. or, or cartoons put, cartoons put on stage, put on not stage. Particularly good movies, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't I, again of course I'm not there uh, so I don't I don't know a hundred percent but from what I see uh, in the papers and uh, and the magazines and things, uh, it just, it seems like that's just skyrocketed uh, since I, even since I was there. I mean, uh, and, and I think you were there around the same time I was, uh, Jerry. So I, uh, yeah. uh, the things that I saw then, it just seemed like there was a lot more yeah. uh, There's not depth. a lot of creativity and, and the cost of producing has become so uh, exorbitant that, that nobody is willing to take chances on unknown material or mm -hmm. or very few people are and, and when you do find the producer that's willing to do that it's often a very very wealthy person who has by almost by definition a kind of limited world view and so we end up getting uh, either absolute pablum for the masses or, or getting plays that don't really connect with the, the masses in, 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 in any useful way, I think. So I, I think there is a problem there. Um, and I think the regional theater and particularly the, the small professional or, or semi-professional companies in this area are really doing a good, good job. We're about to lose man bites, though, which, uh, oh, which we're both... The, we're all disappointed yeah. with. Have you? Have either of you worked at Manbites before? Yes, I, I have. Julie, you did yeah. recently, didn't mm -hmm. you? Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Burns. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I worked uh, in uh, at least two of their configurations because they, you know, uh, before they were in the building that they are now, they had a little uh, space in a strip mall next to a uh, uh, 
word of faith uh, uh, gospel uh, <laughs> church, basically. And uh, on the Sunday matinees, you could basically get some some uh, some good gospel music coming through during your performances. So, uh, but yeah, I, I worked with them uh, five, five or six times, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's been a long time since I have worked there. Uh, but. Uh, in the 90s and early aughts, I guess, uh, I, I worked there, worked for them several times. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're four blocks from my house, so oh, I, I, I was disappointed not to yeah. have been able to work there more often. But yeah. um, in fact, last year, uh, or I guess it was a year, oh, it's almost two years now, gosh, uh, I did a show at the Common Ground Theater, which is also gone now. It's gone, yeah. Uh, Very important loss because it, it was affordable for, yeah, for yeah. young producers. Yeah. And we, uh, and, and, and uh, that was the first show that I had done in Durham in, in at almost 15 years. Since then. Wow. And that's like a five minute drive from my house. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, so, uh, and now that's gone and Man Bites is gone and I don't. And Deep know, Dish. I, and Deep Dish is Over gone. Over in Chapel yeah. Hill. That, that was a loss also. That mm -hmm. was not a, a fixed space quite in the way that the other two were, although right. Paul had been in that, in that uh, space for 10 years or more, 15 years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, what worries me is that I don't see uh, uh, other venues coming online. I, I see little companies popping up, but I don't see the, the places for, for the artists to perform. And, and I think that, that space is important because it, it has something to do with the identity of the company and, and of the work that's done in that space. And so it worries me that we seem to be growing our producing organizations, but shrinking the, the kinds of facilities that are available. I've had the exact same thought. All of these small, ambitious yeah. companies with the missions and the ideals and the ideas. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hoping a number of them will stick and find a home and find yeah. a place. Otherwise it's all dressed up and nowhere mm -hmm. to go. Right. As the and it's a typical uh, gentrification problem, especially now in Durham as well, because uh, we had, I had some friends of mine, uh, we had looked at some spaces uh, in the last year to two years, uh, Durham and Chapel Hill even, uh, and and it's just it's so uh, difficult with the with the urban renewal that's been happening uh, mm -hmm. that I've experienced in Durham. I mean, even the house that I have has just I mean it's skyrocketed. Its uh, value, sure. Yeah, the value of it has just skyrocketed, and everything around it has just has just uh, gone up exponentially, and it's uh, makes it very 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 difficult. Yeah. Uh, and of to course, that's space. the standard model. The artists come into a place. It's the Richard Florida, uh, you know, model. The artists come in, make the space uh, interesting, and then uh, it's, it gets bought up and push the artists to the outskirts. <laughs> My concern is that I don't know where the outskirts are right now. Uh -huh. I'm not seeing it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, Julie, you have a, a daughter uh, who acts regularly. Uh, I do. A son who's a musician. I do. Uh, and a husband who acts regularly. Uh, uh huh. How, but your dogs are not doing anything, right? I know. <laughs> I know, misbehaving, and the cats, too. Do you want to put in a plug for Chloe as a show? Oh, up? Chloe's in a, a wonderful show right now, and this is going to be embarrassing, though, because I don't. I have a really bad memory for dates and numbers. It's in February, and it's in Durham, and it's called Bad Jews. It's put on by Big Wig Productions. It's an amazing show and full of really good talent. Not only Chloe, but her husband, my son-in-law, Ben, ben Apple. Yeah. 
and some other just really wonderful folks. Um, and it's a it's a great script. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, 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 but also will knock you upside the head. It's it's being done a lot in the regional theaters around the country right now. Uh, and then both of them will appear uh, at Burning Coal in April in uh, King Charles the Third as well, right? which we're very excited about. So Chloe, excited about Chloe that. Chloe gets to play um, uh, Kate Middleton uh, in, in the, the show. So. <laughs> She's growing out her bangs just for the role. That's, <laughs> that's hard. I've been ping-ponging through the Oliver family myself since... Uh, what, the last four shows, I think, has been. Has I had think somebody you've had one of us. The Greeks the was yep. the, Greeks. Ben and Chloe, uh, and then uh, the mystery of love and love sex and was sex. Chloe, mm-hmm. and then Peter Pan was you and Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one. about a hundred years ago, you did a show with Dan. And Dan, Shadowland. yes, we did Shadowlands. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. When I played <laughs> the older brother of John Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta cast whoever's standing. Yeah. Well, guys, it's terrific. Do you, either of you want to say anything more about any other work you've got coming up, or um, anything that you're excited about uh, in your lives uh, before we wrap it up? I'm excited about the show I'm doing right now. I hope yep. Everybody comes to see it. Yep. And I'm just so gl- grateful to have gotten the opportunity to work with Emily again. Uh, uh, I first worked with Emily in '98. Was Einstein Dreams, and as as and she was as an, an actress, actor, yeah, and yeah. she was 14, 12, yeah. something like 14. somewhere in that range. Oh, and uh, I've gotten to work with her uh, since then as a director f- uh, on six six different projects, I believe. And uh, it's just always uh, it's like a vacation. It is. <laughs> It's such a joy. And so. right before joy. that, she had, or right after maybe, she had done uh, a Juliet for us uh, yeah. uh, with uh, Michael with Babbitt, Michael. Yeah. Uh, who, who is in this production. And I think it's the first thing he's done since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his work on this show, as, as is true of your, yours, is uh, just fantastic. It's really exciting I agree. To see. He's, he's a, just a, a joy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, full of life, oh. that guy. Um, okay, well, guys, come out and see The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer uh, at Burning Coal Theater running through February 4th here at the Murphy School, 224 Polk Street. Tickets are still available, 919-834-4001 or burningcoal.org. And thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you, you, Jerry. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our production, The Normal Heart, running from January 18th to February 4th, 2018, at the Murphy School in Raleigh. For more information, visit our website at burningcoal.org.